0: Gullibility Factor by Peter Yates.
1: Excuse me, how much is it to come in? Ten quid, sir. Each. Okay, bit on the stoop side. Stoop, sir. Wow.
0: So you don't wish to come in, sir? You can't afford it, or you're a bit of a cheapskate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) they've got comedians on the outside now as well. Any more? Or is that the full repertoire? (laughs) (laughs) Where do
0: we pay? Inside, sir.
1: Okay. thanks, Razor. Come on, Bella.
0: I'm called nutter, sir, not razor.
1: Really? I mean, as in razor-sharp wit. Why nutter?
0: (laughs) Because I'm a nutter.
1: (laughs) Right, I see. Go on, let's go in for the idle chit-chat. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You can't go in, sir. Sorry? You can't go in, sir. Why not? Because I said so.
1: (laughs) You say so?
0: That's what I said. Why can't we go in? I didn't say she can go in, just you. Sir.
1: Well, we're together. Obviously, she's not going to go in without me now, is she?
0: I don't know, sir.
2: I'm not going in alone. We're together.
0: I'm pleased for you. So, you're both not going in. Have a good night, sir, madam. Uh,
2: but why can't he go in? And don't say, I said so. There's
1: got to be a reason.
0: Yeah. Jeans, sir. What? I don't, I'm not wearing any jeans. <laughs> exactly. No
1: one's allowed in without jeans. Club rules.
2: Oh, so it's changed since last week, then, has it?
1: No, you're not getting me on that one, sunshine. Club rules. Ha. Trainers. All <laughs> oh, oh, right. So, so trainers a are band, aren't they? <laughs> That's right.
2: Oh yeah, new rule,
1: is it? Yeah. <laughs> Coming in today. That's fine, then. No trainers. I'll check him in at the door. Yeah,
2: we all dance without shoes in there anyway. So, can we go in now?
1: I'm afraid not, sir.
2: <laughs> Why not? Come on,
1: lay it on me. What a lame excuse have you got now that we can check out with the management. <laughs>
0: it's your face, sir.
1: My face? <laughs> What's wrong with his face?
0: I don't like it. Sir, <laughs> oh great! You
1: don't like it.
0: Suppose I don't like yours. Then you would be at liberty not to let me into your ass, <laughs> Look, sir.
2: You can't stop someone going in because of their face.
0: I just have, madam.
2: <laughs> that is facial prejudice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you calling me a facist? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. That is exactly what I'm calling you, a facist. And funnily enough, it's almost about the same way as fascist. <laughs> now. And that's your comedic repertoire.
1: <laughs> now, you got told, pal. So let us in or get the manager here.
2: Ow! Oh, what the
1: fuck? Oh, he hit me in the mouth. I'm bleeding. You hear her? I, I want the manager here now. You-, you can't go around ditting people.
0: I just have, sir.
1: Get a manager.
0: No, sir.
1: What's Right, I'm calling the police. You can't go around eating people. In a woman, in fact. You're going to get sacked.
0: I didn't hit her, sir.
1: What?
0: I didn't hit her.
1: Yes, you did, you bastard. Look, my lip's bleeding. You hit her, punched her in the mouth. You said you did.
0: I don't think so, sir. I think you will find, sir, that she walked into my outstretched arm as I tried to prevent her from illegally entering the club. Oh, Yeah. I was simply doing the job I'm paid to do, sir. You're not going to get away with this, look. CCTV! I think you will find, sir, that the CCTV pictures completely corrugate my version of the incident.
1: Corrugate? Don't you mean corroborate, you thick, cockney twat? That's what
0: I said, sir. Corrugate.
1: Did you hear that, Bella? He's saying corrugate when he means corroborate the thick... Oh, corrug- why are you analysing his vocabulary?
2: He punched me in the mouth. I'm bleeding. <laughs> I think he's dislodged a tooth. Oh,
1: big word, corrugate. Do you want to come and mend my roof? Ah! Oh. Ah! Ah! You hit me. Did you see that? The wanker hit me. The complete fucking wanker hit me. You're a wanker mate, a complete wanker You can't go around hitting people, in the mouth, customers oh, I'm a customer, you know that, you wanker You're a wanker, you're a complete fucking wanker You need help mate, therapy, anger management You're a fucking wanker mate, do you know that A fucking cognitive wanker, do you know what he is? Yeah, I get the picture, a wanker
0: Are you corroborating that madam?
2: No, No, not at all. Those are his own personal views. I'm sure you're a very gentle person who loves small children and animals to eat.
0: Come now, sir, let me help you up. A little tipsy, are we? Add a little too much to drink i tell you what, sir. I'll call you a taxi.
1: Get off me! I don't want a fucking taxi. I'm having you for assault.
0: Assault and buggery, sir. I do hope you're not questioning my sexual preferences, sir. Because I might get a little upset and angry about that. It's assault and battery, you thick cockney Cockney twat. Yes, sir. We get the picture, don't we, madam? And, madam, here's an handkerchief for your lip. There's a cab. Let me help you.
2: Get off me! We're calling the police.
0: I wouldn't advise that, madam.
2: Well, of course you wouldn't, because you'll be arrested.
0: I doubt it. But what would happen, madam, sir, is this. Your picture would be circulated to every doorman at every club, pub and gig in the city. And you would never gain entry again. Anywhere. Ever. Us doormans stick together. We watch out for each other. We're like a brotherhood. When we spot a troublemaker, we make sure that they never cause trouble again. That is our code. Search and eject. That is our motto. So, is Sir going to call the police? Oh, well. Or would Sir and Madam like to come in there?
1: In? Into the club? What are you talking about? You just wouldn't You wouldn't let us in. You hit us. A... You're a nutter.
0: Oh, thank you, Sir, for using my nickname. I like to be called Nutter. It means we're all friends, together. Funny, isn't it? I don't seem to mind your face anymore. In you go, quick, before I change my mind. Funny. I always feel better once I've hit someone.
1: So, so, yeah, I thought the first 12 minutes were great. You it mean, it's two goals. Yeah, and after that, it went slowly
2: downhill. Yeah, oh, have come
1: brought, on. He should have brought Gerard on sooner. Well, but do he, you I don't agree with that they at really all. No, i bet you're in I the Lampard camp, aren't you? I bet well, yeah. you still yes, think they more, work together. more
3: than Gerard. Uh, I no, I don't Hi. I- oh, don't stop on my account. Do go on. It sounded uh, interesting. <clears> um. Oh, no, 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 really. Do go on. Uh, finish your conversation. What was it about?
1: Football.
2: Oh, oh, good, good, good. So, is uh, Fabio Capello the right man for the job? Uh, who?
3: Ah. S- sorry, I- I'm not well up on football.
0: Evidently. So, end of conversation.
3: Well, anyway, let me introduce myself. I'm Suzanne. You're
0: an American. No, I'm not, actually. You've got an American accent. North American. I'm actually from... North America. Canada. I've been to America. Florida. Disneyland. Disney World, you loser.
2: Disneyland is in California.
1: Whatever. Is it? San Francisco.
2: Los Angeles, actually.
1: I thought you weren't American.
0: I'm not, but I do know where Disneyland is. Disney World. I went to Disney World. I- in Florida.
3: Fascinating. But we should get on. Uh, I'm Suzanne. Mac. Alex.
0: Scenic.
3: Scenic? That's an interesting name. Nickname? Scenic Root. I'm sorry? Scenic
1: Root. Moot. It's Cockney rhyming slang. Uh, is it? Like apples. What? Apples and pears. Stairs. Um... Or Boat. Boat. Face. Face. Boat race. Face. Uh,
2: uh,
1: or my favourite, merchant.
2: Merchant? Merchant banker. banker
1: <laughs> <laughs> Or my favourite.
2: Tommy. Tommy.
1: Tommy Tucker. mother f- y- Yes,
3: I think I'm there now. Thanks.
1: So I'm scenic. Scenic root. Moot, because he says moot all the time. That's a moot point. Yes.
0: Yes, I do. I say it all
1: the time. He
3: does. Moot. Moot point. Well, good. Sense of humour. I appreciate a sense of
1: humour. Do you? I didn't think Americans had a sense of humour.
3: No, that's irony. Americans don't have a sense of irony. And I'm not an American. She's not an American.
1: Isn't she? What is she, then?
2: Canadian. Aren't you? From Canada. That's right. So I think we'd better cut to the chase, don't you?
1: That's an American expression. Your point? I don't have one. It's a moot point, then.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I get it. Very funny. We thought so. (laughs) So... Down to business. Head office have sent me... Head
1: office? Where exactly? You don't know where head office is? No, I don't know.
3: Head office in Saskatoon. In? Saskatchewan. Saskatoon in
1: Saskatchewan
0: Ah, so you did know Saskatoon in Saskatchewan Say it again Why? Oh, please, please Yeah,
1: please Come on,
3: please Saskatoon in Saskatchewan Brilliant, you say it really well Thank you
0: Yeah, it sounds good with an
1: American accent
3: My accent is not... So you've
1: come all the way from China What? China Saskatchewan is in China?
3: No, it's...
1: it's... a province, I think. And Saskatoon?
0: Well, you can't get a name more Chinese than that. Believe me, Saskatchewan is in Canada. You're having a giraffe. Down the chinky, I always have sizzling Saskatchewan chicken with bamboo shoots and Chinese mushrooms, don't I?
3: Yeah, it's your favourite. I think you mean Sichuan chicken with bamboo shoots and Chinese mushrooms. Sichuan is a province of China. Saskatchewan is a province of Canada. Believe me, I know. I live there.
1: She ought to know. She's an American. Believe her.
3: I am not an American. I'm a Canadian.
0: It's a moot point.
3: <laughs> Shall we move on, or do you want to sit around and play silly buggers all day?
0: <laughs> no, no, she's right. Let's move on. If you've taken the trouble to fly all the way from China... <laughs> oops, my bad. ..from Saskatoon in Saskatchewan, Canada, then the least we can do is make you feel at home.
1: Thank you. Sorry that Donnie, Greg and Celine couldn't be here today.
0: Who? Donny, you know Donnie, don't you? No? Donald. Donald Sutherland. Oh, for God's
1: sake. And Greg Rosetsky, the tennis player. Retired. Did you say retarded? It's a moot point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Celine, of course. Celine Dion. Three very famous Canadians.
0: The
1: only three famous Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, Greg is actually naturalised British now. And retarded. <laughs> That's a moot point.
2: <laughs> he still does have an American accent, though.
1: That's a moot point.
2: And what about Kiefer, eh? Who? Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, you know, 24, Jack Bauer. The real-time show, 24 hours and 24 episodes. That's
1: American, Fox Network. It's
2: Donnie's little boy, Kiefer.
1: He's American, he's definitely American. But
2: his daddy's Canadian.
3: He was
1: born in London.
2: Was he? Does
3: it matter? Does it really matter? Is this what you do all day? Celebrity trivia? No wonder this department is going down the tubes. Does it matter?
0: It's a moot point.
3: I think we've had enough of the quirky little catchphrase too, don't you? I think we need to get our grown-up heads on. Stop fucking about and get some serious discussion going. Like, how are we going to stop the termini-declining, downward fucking spiral that this department seems to have locked into? OK?
1: OK. Well, I think that was a little on the harsh side. Uh Miss? Call me Suzanne. OK, thank you. Miss Suzanne... I'm not quite sure that some of your language is appropriate for a serious business environment. Oh, aren't you now?
3: What specific language would you be talking about? Well, spiral... Well, Mac, seeing as how you seem to like all things Chinese, here's an old Chinese proverb for you. If you don't like the fucking heat, get out the fucking kitchen.
1: Fine, fine. Point taken. It's, uh. Don't! Sorry. Now...
3: This department appears to have one principal function. You are responsible for marketing one, I believe just one, of this company's extensive range of cosmetic products. That particular product...
0: <coughs> yes? What's irony, Miss?
3: Do I sound like an American? Yes. Well, I wouldn't know what irony is, would I? That's irony. Oh. That particular product, Urswell bestseller former market leader, used to be called Dawn. Right. Yes. And you changed it. As
1: part of our marketing strategy going forward? Agreed. Which everyone endorsed.
3: Okay. You changed it to the charmingly sounding exotic name, if I can pronounce it correctly in my
2: twanging North American lilt. Oitel Left.
1: Perfect. Sounds great, doesn't it? Magical.
0: He? Hints of Far Eastern mystery.
2: Exotic, swirling, jasmine scented mists.
0: Enticing, beautiful young women.
2: With long, flowing hair.
0: And
1: tight fitting white underwear.
2: Into a dreamy, romantic world. Where
1: their wildest fantasies can be fulfilled.
2: Brilliant copywriting, I thought.
1: A wonderful market strategy. Oytel Left.
2: It's Chinese for sunrise.
1: That's right. Inspired,
0: eh? Used to be dawn, now Oytel Left. Sunrise in Chinese.
3: Yeah. It also happens to spell fellatio backward. Does
2: it?
1: Never knew that.
2: Uh, oitel lef. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. Stone me. Look at that.
1: So it does. Look, scenic. Oh, yes. Well,
0: fancy that. What does fellatio mean, miss? Cocksuck. Hey, there's no need to be like that. Just because I don't know. Tell him, miss. He's right.
3: At its crudest, which seems to be the lowest common denominator here, it means to suck a cock. And I don't believe for a moment that you didn't know that. And I don't believe for a moment that you didn't know it spelt that backward. And I don't believe for a moment that it was an accident. Ah. It could, of course, have been an absolute masterstroke if it had been handled properly. But it wasn't. It was inept. It was stupid, heavy-handed, lacking in all sense and sensibility, and it's possibly illegal. Frankly, now that I've met the team behind the concept, the best word I can use is klutzy. And since it's mass removal from supermarket shelves last week, with no explanation given, shares in that arm of the company have plummeted. Bad news, yes? Yes.
0: Yes. One would think so. Except, of course, for those who sold their shares
3: just before they crashed. But I'm not here for that. For those who have made a killing, that's fine. They will have to hope that there isn't an investigation into insider trading. They are no doubt buying back the shares right now at rock bottom to sell when the market reverses again. Which it will, and you know it will. Because you knew they would send someone like me to get you out of the hole you've dug yourselves into. I'm here to put fellatio, whichever way you like it, back in the boudoirs
2: of every household in this country.
1: Was that irony? She's an American. She doesn't do irony. Oh, yes, of course.
2: She comes from Canada. You'll upset her if you keep saying that.
1: Sorry, miss. Yes, miss,
2: do you know any Mounties? I'm married to one.
1: Really? Do you ride together?
3: Of course.
0: Reverse cowgirl?
3: Possibly. And before you ask, my lover's a lumberjack, OK?
1: Really,
0: miss? Do you perform fellatio with him, miss? Does he? <laughs> no, she can't. She's like this bottle of ginger ale. Schweppes? No, Canada Dry. OK,
3: <laughs> that's it. That's enough. Enough of your pathetic puerile, schoolyard humour. I can close this department down, you know. One
1: click of my fingers and you're all history. Really? We're really impressed, aren't we?
0: Keep it going, Miss. I love a dominatrix. Especially a yank. Sorry. Canadian.
3: Right. Names. A new name. You have a piece of paper in front of you. We'll all write down a name for a brand new fragrance, fold them up and pass them to me. It'll be anonymous. Ooh,
1: a game, a game. Love
3: games. After we've read the first ones, we'll vote off one and I'll choose one of the ones left. God, this is fun. This rocks. This is democracy. Don't mind, miss. Right, don't say which is yours. Mix them up. First one, shag me.
0: (laughs) That's yours, Alex, isn't it? I know your style. <laughs> shh,
3: shh. <laughs> next, next, Papa Dom City Lights.
1: Guess who? <laughs> uh, and
3: third, Dominatrix. <laughs> and
2: fourth,
1: <laughs> extra, extra. How crap is that?
2: Whose was that? Not mine. Shag me, right?
1: I was Papa Dom City Lights. Of course, and
0: I was dominatrix.
2: So extra must be. Well, look, I think for a fragrance,
3: a new one that has
2: to appeal. I I think it's
3: very
0: shite, Miss. I vote it off. Me too. And
2: me. Now look, it's all right. A new game. First round demo. You can have another go.
0: But I want to read them out this time. Okay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 So we have number one. No, I really mean it. Shag me.
1: <laughs>
0: Number two, poppadom city sites.
1: I was going to say shite, but I thought sites was more appropriate.
0: Third one, cunny lingers. <laughs> and wait for it. Finally, klutzy.
3: Hey, wait a minute! I didn't write that. But that's not mine. That's
0: what it says here. Yep, he does. Yep. I like that. Well done, Miz. I vote for klutzy. Me too. And me. Miz, you're abstaining noble sentiment, shouldn't vote for yourself. That's it, then. The new fragrance is klutzy. A name thought up by our very own Miss Suzanne the American. Canadian. Canadian.
1: From China.
3: OK. Play it your own way. I shall deliver my report immediately to Sir John. Sir John? Sir John Clitheroe, owner and chief executive of this organisation. Recommendation. Immediate closure of this department. So that there is no confusion, let me just check your full names. Alexandra Channon... Yes, miss. And John MacDonald? Yes, miss. And
0: now I don't have one for you, Mr Root.
3: Or Rout, as the Americans would say.
0: Is that irony? It's a moot point. Well? You almost made a joke there, miss. I'm Jason, miss. We're very sorry if we've upset you, aren't we?
2: Yes, we are, really. Yeah,
1: honestly we are. We'll be good now. Promise.
2: No more messing about. We were only playing. Will you forgive
0: us?
3: Please? It's too late for that. Playtime has finished. For good. Full name.
0: Jason Clitheroe.
3: Right. It's been interesting meeting you. I probably won't see you later. Five, four,
0: three, two, one, and...
3: Did you say Clitheroe?
0: Yes, miss. Jason. Jason Clitheroe. Are you...? Yes. He's my dad. The boss. The owner. It's his firm. Built it out from nothing, he did. That's a moot point.
3: Right. I, I see you. I mean, th- that puts... Um... C- could I just say that, although it was apparently my suggestion, I'm, I'm not sure that Klutzy is the right choice for the new fragrance.
0: That's a moot point, Suzanne.
1: Testing. One. Two. Testing. One. Two. Testing. Um, bollocks. Bollocks! Testing one two. Shit, shit, piss, shit. Bollocks, one two. Shit, piss, fuck. Testing fuck. Um, I say! What? uh, What do you think you're doing? Um, Testing. One, two... You know you can be heard out in the foyer. Fuck.
3: Please, desist. There are elderly people out there and children. Very young
1: children. Fuck. Sorry, I'll I'll switch it off. Please do. Someone should have told me that it's linked to the foyer speakers. I didn't know. Honest. No-one told me. Well, perhaps you should have checked. Oh, yes. The perfect world, eh? What? In a perfect world, you know... In a perfect world, there would be a white Christmas. In a perfect world, there would be free beer on Saturdays. In a perfect world, there would be two of me doing this. One out in the foyer listening. The other in here saying, shit, piss, fuck.
3: Uh, one is quite enough. Please don't use that sort of language. This is, after all, a conference for CAGWA. I'm sorry? CAGWA.
1: Christians Against Global Warming. Is it? Yes. I didn't know that. Well, you do now. Well, fuck me. Excuse me? No, no, you excuse me. Excuse my French, in fact. I'll
3: leave you to your work. Please mind your language, and if that proves to be impossible, ensure that the relay to the foyer is disconnected. As you wish.
1: Isn't that a bit of a contradiction in terms? Uh, I'm sorry? CAGWA. Christians Against Global Warming. I, I don't follow. Well, you're a Christian, right? Right. And you believe in God, right? Yes. And God created a world, right? Well, yes. Slightly hesitant there, I feel. You're not an evolutionist, are you? No. So... God created man. And woman. I was merely using man as a catch-all collective noun for humanity. Well, perhaps you should use woman as a catch-all collective noun for humanity. Right, Okay, but I'm just getting up to take up speed here on God and global warming, so can we save the feminist debate for later? As you wish. God created the human race. That's better. And humans are responsible for spewing out shed loads of greenhouse gases. You can revert to just man for that one. Mm. Do I detect a smidgen of a sense of humour beneath that rather superior exterior? Finish your point. Well, if God created the world and the human race and was pleased with what he created, as we're told in the Bible, then he also created global warming, so maybe it's deliberate. Maybe global warming is the fifth horseman of the apocalypse and maybe this is it. This is the end of the world. Maybe God wasn't quite so pleased, and maybe the inevitable result of global warming is the biggest mega fucking Armageddon that blows us all to kingdom fucking come so good old God can start all over again. So, Christians, in theory, should be for global warming, not against. Because God created it. Just a thought. You know, for a moment there, just a moment,
3: I thought you were going to get through your argument, make your point a fair point even, without having to resort to the use of profanity. But no, not a chance. It's ingrained. Like reality TV, it permeates our being, devalues our raison d'etre, and cheapens our society. Had you made it through to the end without relapsing, then I might well have been prepared to discuss the point with you. But no... I
1: don't think so. Don't you think I'm serious? If you're serious, come and speak at our conference. Do I get paid? <laughs> so mercenary. I'm freelance. If I come and speak for an hour at your conference, then I'm losing an hour's pay from something else. I doubt you'd last more than three minutes. Mm, so harsh from a Christian as well. Well, I'd lose three minutes' pay. And then there'd be questions, wouldn't there? You'd need me to take questions from the floor.
3: Well, since we've established you can't even do three minutes without swearing, perhaps it's not such a good idea. It was nice meeting you, uh... Ab- Dave... It was nice meeting you, David, but I must get on. Dave, please. And you? Jessica Robins. Mrs?
1: Miss. So, Jess, do you never swear? Jessica, please. Never. Never? Never. Not even inside your head? No. You don't ever go, you know, when something goes wildly wrong, like... Well, you drop a yoghurt carton and the lid splits and it goes everywhere. In your head, you don't go, oh, fuck. No. Oh, really? Really. What do you say, then, in your head? I say, silly yoghurt. Silly yoghurt? Yes, silly yoghurt. You should try it. OK. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two, silly yoghurt. Nah, hasn't quite got the same ring to it. So in your whole life, you never said any kind of swear word ever at all, ever?
3: Well, if I'm absolutely honest, there was one I used to say. Quite a lot. When I was younger. It used to upset my mother. It really was quite naughty. She said they never used to use such language on Radio
1: 4. Well, come on, Jess. Jessica. I'm all ears.
3: I don't say it anymore.
1: There's no one here. You can tell me. Go on. Be a devil. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Be a little pixie elf. Nickers. Nickers. You little pixie elf. So you're telling me you used to go around saying Nickers? I'm shocked deeply shocked.
3: The point is that I stopped saying it. I don't say it anymore.
1: You just did. And you could stop swearing if you put your mind to it. It's funny, isn't it? Nickers sounds vaguely naughty, but not panties. People don't say, oh, panties. Or thongs, for that matter. When they drop a yoghurt, they don't say, oh, thongs. Hasn't quite got the same ring to it. So what do you wear? Knickers? Panties? Thongs? What? Sorry, just the usual male testosterone-fueled idea interest. Well, you can... Ah, you almost said it. You were going to say it. You were going to tell me to fuck off.
3: I wasn't. I wasn't at all. I was going to say, you can... Forget it. A
1: likely story. So you've never said fuck once in your whole life? No, never. Would you like to? I mean, try it, I mean? Just once? No. I wouldn't. Come on, lighten up, chill. You're standing here in your thong. I'm not wearing a... one of those. Ah, narrowed it down to two then. You're impossible. I'll tell you what. After the gig, we'll go out to dinner. Yes? You and me. I'll pay. Unless I can get through the whole meal without swearing. Then you pay. Deal?
3: Is this... Are you... Are you inviting me on some kind of a date?
1: Yep, that's it. A date.
3: Sorry, David. Dave. I don't date fuckwits.
0: Ten pounds. How much?
2: Ten pounds. It was actually ten pounds. What? A one-off payment. That sounds pretty standard.
0: Per bottle. <gasps>
2: what? Ten pounds per bottle. Every single bottle. How many bottles?
0: One hundred and twenty.
1: One hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty bottles. One hundred and twenty. That's one thousand two hundred pounds. One thousand two hundred pounds. That's outrageous. Daylight like robbery. Tell me about it.
2: So let me get this straight. You took one hundred and twenty bottles of champagne to the hotel.
0: Our own champagne. Which we bought cheap off a mate of mine in a pub took him into the hotel Five star hotel very posh very plush five-star hotel for
2: the wedding reception our daughter she looked lovely in the white with the bright pink trim Aww.
0: clashed violently with the bridesmaid's green gauge well
1: that's a matter of opinion 120 bottles of your own champagne and they charged charge 10, 10, pounds pounds bottle. Bottle. 10 pounds a bottle 1200 pounds 10 pounds a bottle. That's right. Corky. 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 They could do that, you see. Yes, they can. They can do that.
0: You can't stop them. They got you over a barrel.
1: What? A barrel of wine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're holding a gun to your head. You can't say no because they'll pull the plug on the whole shooting match.
1: Otherwise all flow down through the plug hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's corporate hospitality blackmail, basically. That's what it is.
1: Or mail. What? what? Nothing. What is culkage? What? What? What, what? what exactly is
3: culkage? I've heard the expression, but what is it actually? What does it do? How does it work? Why does it cost 1200 quid for heaven's sake? dear. Yeah.
0: Culkage is a levy exacted by the host establishment for the extraction of the host establishment's catering staff of the cork in the neck of the bottle of wine, which is in place to ensure the preservation of the wine so that the drinker of the beverage can enjoy the optimum condition of the said wine on drinking.
1: Pulling the cork of the bottle.
2: Oh, I see. And they charge ten, £10 pounds a bottle. a bottle. Ten pounds a bottle. One hundred and twenty bottles. bottles. One hundred and twenty bottles. One thousand two
1: hundred pounds.
2: One thousand two hundred. Oh, that's daylight robbery.
1: Yes.
3: Daylight robbery. That's right. That's what is that is that what corkage is? Yes. That's outrageous. I never knew that's what corkage was. Why do people pay it?
1: Got you over a barrel. I
3: put a gun to your
1: head. Corporate hospitality blackmail. Oh.
3: So you had to pay one thousand. No. no.
0: No.
1: That's just it. We didn't pay it.
2: What? Didn't pay Corky? No! But I thought you said...
0: They imposed Corkage.
2: But wait, you didn't pay it. How come?
0: Well, this is the clever bit.
2: Oh, yeah, you listen to this. Hear what Bob did. Oh, this is really clever, isn't it, Bob?
0: <laughs> well, I suppose, all modesty aside, it was just a teeny bit clever.
2: A-, a teeny bit? It was massively clever. It was really clever. It was really, really clever. Oh, you just listen to this. Listen to what Bob did. Oh, well, yes, we'd like to.
0: <laughs> well, you see... Oh,
2: this is so funny, this is. You just listen to this. I almost wet myself laughing when he tells this. It is so... So clever. Really? really? Oh, yes, yes, really. Tell him, Bob. Yeah, yeah, do tell us, Bob.
0: OK, Alice, what I did was this.
2: <laughs> just, just...
0: Yes, OK, Carol, <laughs> calm down, dear. It's not that funny. Oh, oh yeah.
2: And clever. You listen to this, Alice. Oh well, yeah, yeah, well, I'm trying to. <laughs> well what I did was This is what he did.
0: I picked on the most junior employee of the catering staff.
2: What a young kid, just out of school.
0: Work experience. Oh
2: yes. Okay. It was his first day. Alright.
0: Anyway. Tell him what you did, Bob. I will, Carol. Give me a chance, okay? This is so clever, Ted you just listen. I said to this kid, I said, What's your name? He did. And he said, Matthew. And I said Bob said? Matthew? That's the same name as our son.
2: Is he? No. That's what I thought.
3: Your son's Mark. Marcus. That's what I thought. Not Matthew. What did you say?
1: To get his confidence, am I right? Yeah. Yes. Now, ash up Alice and listen. Sorry, sorry. I said to Matthew, I said...
2: Matthew, he said.
0: Matthew, have you got your bottle opener, Andy? And Matthew says, yes, sir, I have, sir. Here it is, sir. Here it is, sir. So I said to him... Oh, this
2: is the really clever bit.
0: I said to him, Matthew, it would be a great help to us if you could go round and open all these bottles beforehand so there's no delay when the guests come in. So he said... Listen
2: to what he said. What did
0: he said, Matthew said, right, sir, of course, sir. And he grabs a bottle. All the other caterers are in the next room. He grabs a bottle. What, a champagne bottle? He grabs a champagne bottle. champagne bottle. And starts putting the corkscrew in it. A champagne bottle? Yes, Ted. A champagne
2: bottle. Well, what's wrong with that?
3: You
1: don't open champagne bottles with a corkscrew, do you?
2: Alice. A oh, yes, of course. Oh, I see. So he was putting a corkscrew in, in
0: a champagne, champagne bottle. bottle.
2: We don't know what to do with ourselves by now.
0: When we are just crazy now.
2: <laughs> we are choking. We laughter.
0: <laughs> so, so what happens? After a bit, he comes over to me and says... Oh,
2: this is what he says, this Matthew guy.
0: He says, excuse me, sir, please don't tell my boss. Don't
2: tell my boss. Oh, sweet.
0: But I don't seem to be making much edgeway with this cork.
3: Priceless. Right. He's putting the corkscrew into the champagne cork. Exactly. So <laughs> Bob says. I
0: say, probably a dud cork. Try another one. Try another
2: one. One.
1: Try another
2: Try one.
3: one. Try another one.
0: So he does. He does. And he keeps on trying them until he's done almost the whole lot. No. <laughs> yes. What a complete idiot.
2: Complete fool.
0: So at this point, a boss comes in. Bob
2: feigns no knowledge of this. No. Yes.
0: And a boss comes over and says. I'm oh,
2: terribly sorry, sir. There's sensory.
0: A little problem.
2: Bob says in his sternest voice.
0: Oh yes, this is my daughter's wedding. And I, I don't, don't want, want any, any hitches. hitches. Yes,
2: hitches. hitches. <laughs> Except for the bride and groom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Well, we've had a little problem with the corkage, says the boss, all po faced. The corkage, we say? Yes, sir, but don't worry, we'll sort it out and we won't charge you corkage.
2: He's holding a bottle with a corkscrew sticking out! No. Yes.
0: I should hope not. Bob says In fact wait for this, this is a really priceless. As you appear to have destroyed all our champagne corks.
2: Which we intended to give to our guests as souvenirs.
0: We will charge you. And cool uh, did you? We, we
2: did, did. How much?
0: Ten pound a bottle. Ten pounds a bottle. Ten pounds a bottle. Ten pounds a bottle. One
2: hundred and twenty bottles.
0: One hundred and twenty bottles.
2: One hundred and twenty bottles.
0: One thousand two hundred pounds off our bill. Oh,
2: Fantastic. Mate. What a scam! A show then.
0: Add him over a barrel. And
2: a gun to their head. <laughs> <laughs> Corporate hospitality
0: blackmail. In reverse! Brilliant. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the cool <laughs> Cheers, <cold> kids. Cheers, Corkidge. Corkidge.
3: By the way, what did you say Corkidge cool was?
0: Dead? Yes. Yes. But how?
2: How the fuck should I know? Close his eyelids. Why?
3: That's what you do when someone dies.
0: You do it. It's not something I've ever oh, ever had to...
2: I couldn't touch him.
0: They'll stay open, then. Shouldn't we?
2: Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we what? Shouldn't we tell someone? Who? I don't know. You want to tell someone, tell someone. We'll put him in the corridor. Tonight. He'll be gone by morning. Like
3: Sebastian.
0: Sebastian was killed.
2: And Morris died. What's the difference? Spooky.
3: Having a dead person here. Someone who was living, talking, laughing with us. Just
0: (laughs) give it a rest, Eva. Please. Sorry.
3: Sorry. Shouldn't we... Shouldn't we what? Give him last rites or, or something. He's dead. Too fucking late. Say a prayer. Cover him up.
2: Here lies Morris, former advertising executive, lately tool of the state. He served his country well, covering up the truth, telling lies and inventing all sorts of highly original propaganda. Perversely, he was far better at that than he ever was at advertising. One might even venture that he finally discovered his true calling before his untimely death at the age of 39. We wish him peace and happiness in his new resting place as he has surely gone to meet his maker, Dr Paul Joseph Goebbels. Who? You
0: are an ignorant twat, Ryan. OK, we better get on. These are Morris's notes. He must have made them last night while he slept, before... Before he kicked the bucket. Anyway, it gives us good insight into his thinking about the current project. We've all been struggling with it. Too right. But if I'm reading this right, Morris has come up with a formula for cracking it.
3: Good. Uh, That's good, isn't it, Cal? Go on.
0: As we are all aware, our government has been using tactical nuclear weapons on several suspected terrorist bases on various locations near the theatre of war. We don't know this, but Morris was specifically concerned with one of these bases in...
2: Ryan! Sorry. We are not allowed to say place names ever in case we're being bugged. Sorry. I say in case. Of course we're being bugged. By their people, by our people, by God knows what other people. You know that. He said he was sorry. How many times?
0: Morris never bothered with any of that.
2: Morris is dead. We can't hide behind him anymore. We go by the book. Now,
0: you know the rules. I said I'm sorry, Okay? This is not an ordinary morning. This is not a normal working day. We are all under pressure. Today more than ever.
3: Write it down, Ryan.
0: Reports have leaked out through the media which speculate about these detonations and hint at this location, but falling short from naming it. We have to come up with a strategy for presenting this to the public in a form that will be palatable should the need arise. We know
2: the need's going to arise. It always does. Morris wouldn't have known about it otherwise. It's all about need to know. They know full well they're going to need us, the Sultans of Spin. He finishes this last note mid-sentence. Yeah. He says, The consumer reaction to this
3: copy has negative likelihood, i.e. widespread, violent and severely anti-client. We can nullify this by... It's one for us. I can't...
0: Relevance? It's almost as if he... Oh, for
3: fuck's sake. I know. I know, Ryan, what you're saying. It's as if... Go <laughs> as on. if... As if he couldn't bring himself to lie anymore.
0: And lost the will to live.
2: He wasn't lying. We don't lie. We just manipulate the truth. Morris was the best. Morris was Mr Propaganda. He was what made this unit a success. Soundbite of the week, 16 weeks in a row. Top team award month after month. Certificates, medals, trophies coming out of our ears. And the big one, spin of the year once again this spring. We're so good we get jeered at award ceremonies. That was all Morris, all Morris. We lived off him. He was our meal ticket. He was the best. And he didn't want anyone dragging us down. Which is why he killed Sebastian. What? Cal.
0: No, Cal, Sebastian was killed by an intruder.
2: You see, Morris was the best. He could spin anything. Fuck. Fuck. Come on. We were all relieved when Sebastian was out of the frame. He held us back. "'When he went, we really started to zing!' Do you remember the rations fiasco? The Ministry of Defence giving dog meat to the troops at the front. Morris, working like he was on crystal meth or something. Yes, the MOD is providing dog meat to our boys at the front. And grateful they are too. No, it's not just another cost-saving exercise. The layman... Great turn of phrase, our Morris had. Will probably not be aware of a certain substance known as...
0: Canine-derived, canine-derived serotonin.
2: Found in most animals, but particularly prevalent in dogs. That have been discovered...
3: By
0: our top scientists. To
2: contain antibodies that can counter the effect of mustard gas. And other chemical agents. (laughs) Brilliant.
0: You have to hand it to old Morris. He was A1. What about the equipment deficiencies? Soldiers dying because body armour was issued on a one-to-two basis.
2: And they had to toss a coin to see who would wear it that day. Morris was in his element. The MOD was really on the rack about that one.
0: The government was ready to resign.
2: And then, in the nick of time, Morris comes up with... Company that supplies the armour has been infiltrated...
3: By the
0: enemy. They've
2: sabotaged every second set.
0: By injecting polonium... Which
2: is released when you tighten the straps. So all the affected suits have been withdrawn...
0: ...and buried in concrete.
2: Which is why the troops are short. But a major annihilation of our boys has been
0: averted. Overnight zero to hero for the defence minister.
2: Government praise for its vigilance and care. The sacrifice of a couple of hundred soldiers through lack of body armour was a small price to pay.
0: No one dare attack foreign policy after that. Well played, Morris. And what about the reasons for war? Oh,
2: that was his pièce de résistance. Why have we gone to war with a distant country on the other side of the world?
0: Particularly when other countries in the region have been drawn in and every terrorist organisation in the world... Has taken up this war against us as its cause celeb.
2: We're shunned by the UN. And for which we have no allies at all.
0: Even the United States turns round and says... It's not our policy to support an aggressor. So what does Morris come up with? The tunnel. The tunnel. The tunnel.
2: The biggest fucking mind-blowingly long tunnel in the history of the universe.
0: Our enemies... On the other side of the world... Have
2: started to dig a tunnel. A big tunnel.
0: A big tunnel. Long tunnel.
2: A mega fucking long tunnel for which they have a mega fucking mahoosive machine to gouge it out. And it's going through the centre of the earth and coming out... In Cheltenham. You've heard of the China Syndrome, says Morris, where a nuclear reactor in the US melts down and down until it comes out in China.
0: This was to be the Cheltenham Syndrome, where our enemies on the other side of the world would burrow through and surface in that pretty little spa town known for its cream teas and racing festival millions of soldiers would come belching out, taking us by complete surprise and overrunning the country. As
2: a precursor to conquering Europe.
0: And eventually the United States.
2: And a nervous, gullible, security-obsessed nation bought it. Granted, you had a particularly plausible PM. Granted, you had computer models, mock-ups, cleverly constructed surveillance pictures and testimony from sources that were known to have impeccable credentials and had always been reliable in the past. And granted, you had a flawless dossier, friends, put together by us, which left no scintilla of space for counter-argument. So we went to war to stop the tunnel.
0: Which, after four and a half years, they still haven't found.
2: But we find it impossible to extricate ourselves
0: from the conflict. Which goes bloodier by the minute. And Now we're using tactical nuclear weapons to try and bring it to a swift conclusion.
2: And the client tried very hard to keep that under wraps. Which brings us back neatly to this day-urgent project. How do we sell that concept to the consumer? How would Morris have sold it? Morris isn't here anymore. We're on our own. But he's taught
0: us all he knew.
2: We can't let him down.
0: We must carry on his work. His
2: life must not have been in vain. So, ideas.
0: It was an accident. The bombs went off by accident. But what
2: were the bombs doing there anyway?
0: They weren't our bombs, we. We captured them. And they went off by accident.
2: Or they had been primed to go off by the enemy. Who allowed us to capture them? Nah. Nah. Okay, how about
3: nuclear devices were buried by the enemy to get our troops, but our bombing set them off prematurely?
2: Nah. Nah. Wait a minute. This wasn't actually nuclear bombs at all, but a large, rogue asteroid that collided with Earth.
0: And everyone's attention was on the war, so no-one noticed its progress. Yeah, possibly. There is evidence of asteroids landing in that region before.
2: We could say we're in the middle of a major asteroid storm and there'll be others hitting Earth. And we could stage one somewhere, I don't know, like uh, Essex? put out scientific data proving that some of the fissile material in asteroids is nuclear.
0: Or even, this was a manufactured nuclear meteor sent to Earth by aliens. Yes!
2: Yes. Nah. Nah. Oh, this is hopeless. How did Morris do it? He always instinctively knew exactly the right line to spin immediately with hardly any apparent thought.
0: Yeah, he'd tell us what was what and then we'd just spend as long as it took supplying evidence, data, interviews, comments, whatever was needed.
2: Oh, it was great, wasn't it? Fun. I loved it. Me too. Yeah, I miss Morris already. Look, we have a deadline on this. We're getting nowhere. We'll have to phone through and ask for help
1: from other departments. Other departments? <gasps> what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, Morris! You, you're not... Dead! Rumours of my demise appear to have been spun out of all fucking proportion. Of course I'm not dead. Oh, thank God! Morris, we've got a real problem with this tactical nuclear weapons thing. Can't leave you alone for a couple of hours without you going excremental. I really thought you'd be able to get the branding on this one from my notes. Listen. Absorb. Envision your minds. Empower yourselves. We tried... We read your notes. I heard. We can counter this by it's one for us. Yes. It's not us, you morons. U.S. Of course. Oh, it's good to have you back, Morris. Just add water, guys. U.S.? It's a no-brainer. The tactical battlefield nuclear weapons used on terrorist training camps near the conflict currently evolving our armed forces were deployed by... the United States of America. But the Americans aren't involved. They're not even allies in this conflict. That is their public position. But we shall say they have been helping us covertly. But the Yanks will deny it. Exactly, and my friends... Who will believe them? Oh! Oh! Oh, That's (laughs) interesting! Oh, (laughs) Morris,
2: what would we do without you? That's amazing! One
1: day we'll be just (laughs) like this. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's brilliant. Good night, sir. Good night, madam. (laughs) Um, do you think I can have my trainers back, please? Uh, I took them off on the way in I'm afraid I can't do that, sir. What
0: is that? There's a strange odour emulating from them, sir. They thus constituted a possible threat to the public. We had to have a controlled detonation.
1: What?
0: (laughs) Might have been plastic explosive.
1: You blew up my trainers? (laughs)
0: Madam, may I inquire as to what you are holding?
2: It's a plastic banana. I won it in the karaoke competition.
0: I'm afraid I will have to disarm you with that, Madam. Disarm? It could constitute a danger to
1: the public.
2: Danger? <laughs> uh, I, I, hey! I, he stole my banana! He, he stole my banana!
1: Well, I hope you feel good about yourself. You sport a good evening. Destroy my trainers, nicked a banana. Uh, Is that uh, it? Are we free to go? Anything else about my person you want to confiscate?
0: Yes, sir. Seeing as you mention it, your trousers. My what? Trousers. They constitute a potential indictment of public disorder.
1: Incitement, not indictment, you thick cockney twat.
0: That's what I said, sir. Indictment. And if you don't remove them, your picture will be circulated to every doorman at every For club, pub and gig, gig in the, the city. city.
1: Okay, okay, you win. Here. Enjoy. <coughs>
0: i prefer you not to call me a twat, sir. It would be more respectful to call me Natter.
1: Oh, my balls. <laughs>
0: I always feel better once I've squeezed someone's bullocks Gullibility Factor, written by Peter Yates, was directed by Jenny Rennecker and produced by Francis Kirkham. It was performed by Ruben Anderson, Jack Bowman, Kerry Gifford and Marielle Runnaker-Temple. Editing was done by Joe Walters. Gullibility Factor was recorded at Quinch Studios and engineered by Matt Walters for The Wireless Theatre Company. Visit www.wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk Gullibility Factor produced by Random Cactus and the Wireless Theatre Company, will be performed at Augustine's at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival from the 1st of August until the 15th, not the 11th. Come and see it, but I might not let you in.